The Florida Panthers played two different type of games on Friday and Saturday and had two different type of wins. In today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to talk about both wins. We're going to talk about some Frozen Four and a national champion Florida Panthers prospect. And is there a goalie controversy with 10 games left for these Florida Panthers? All on today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Monday, April 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Man 12 Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also follow the national show and the crowd NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Ray Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Like I said at the top, uh, the Florida Panthers got two different type of wins, um, two different type of results, both in regulation, which is a good thing. Now, the Florida Panthers regulation wins as far as tiebreakers go to 38, but still two behind Toronto in the regulation wins and Carolina uh with who has 41 so three behind so once again the Florida Panthers in order to clinch top spot in the east and the top spot in the Atlantic they're gonna have to surpass the maximum amount of points for each of the Carolina Hurricanes and Toronto Maple Leafs and at this moment in time we're starting this right at the top of the show the magic number right now for the Florida Panthers is at 13 for both um of those so the maximum amount of points for both are 120 Panthers would need to get 121 at this moment in time, but of course, those can change. But let's talk about both of these games. Um, wanted to do a recap on Friday's uh, game separately than the Saturday one because uh, I had two different types of mindsets after each and each of those games, and wanted to kind of talk about each of them individually instead of doing them all of them in one show, mostly because. The Florida Panthers, once again, were down behind by two uh, against Buffalo Sabres once again. Um, the first time was um, the late November, early December, where they were down three. And, of course, five times this season, the Florida Panthers have been uh, down uh, three goals um, this season, and then they've come back to win. And it's been, it's been a recurring theme for this team. Patrick Hornquist, even after the game, was asked if he by David Dork if he could explain the the slow starts for the Florida Panthers and Patrick Hornquist just, just said no, uh, and that was a of course a sign of uh, frustration for Patrick Hornquist um, for a team that's just been off to some of these slow starts and just um, but it also tells me that they're not worried neither about it too. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. Don't get me wrong, but. At the same time, the, the the talent on this team is just the, their ability to score is just incredible the way they do it. I mean, neither of these games that they had 
they didn't have a morning skate in either of them. And we had a few mix-ups with the deep pairs, too. Uh, Radko Gudis didn't play in the Buffalo game. And then you had a little bit of line shakeups with Sherratt being on the first line with Mackenzie Weger and Forsling and Montour being on the second one with Gudis being uh, put down to the third line, which uh, th- something that I was uh, expecting, uh, at least Gudis being down on the third line uh, as the right after the trade deadline. So the a lot, a lot of opportunity to get some rest prior to games, but also to experiment a little bit too. Like I said, uh, Florida come, um, being down um, behind uh, very early to the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, the the first the first goal by Olafson that was uh, one that maybe um, maybe Sergey Bobrovsky could have uh, stopped. Um, the the second one where um, where it was Mark Pissick. Yeah, yes, Mark Pissick, former Panther, the hybrid, uh, one that just you, you, it's just unfortunate balance because of Mackenzie Weegers, um, right in front of the net bounces off his knee and goes into their own net, and then um, to both of these games, uh, we'll talk about the second one, the second uh one in the second segment, but both of these games also had a a big chance right in front of the net due to the goalie playing the puck. And the third one by Jeff Skinner, um, the um, Sergey Bobrovsky playing the puck, turning it over, Jeff Skinner taking it, and excuse me, Tage Thompson getting it to Jeff Skinner and then going backhand right there, 3-1. And 15 minutes into the game, even then, it's nuts because when it's four goals down for this Florida Panthers team, I'm a little bit more antsy uh, when it comes to that big of a deficit because it's less likely. But a two-goal deficit against Buffalo, the Florida Panthers, uh, many, including myself, thought that they were right where they wanted them. And, of course, Florida Panthers go for two for two on the power play. And another thing that both of these games had in common is that the Panthers took advantage of a delayed penalties, uh, and they got them for goals before they could even go on the power play. Uh, they got the first uh, power play goal from Claude Giroux on a rocket of a one-timer from uh, Huberto to Giroux. And then um, the delayed penalty, um, Montour, big part of that comeback was just driving the puck um, and getting it to the front of the net, draws that hooking. And then Pat- Patrick Hornquist, with the awareness that he had, just bounces it off to Tukarski. And just all in this week alone, we've seen a lot of pucks bouncing off uh, Dustin Tukarski. And then for the Florida Panthers just finding a way to to get rebounds for, for some goals. and then. Um, you also got to consider the Panthers just right out of the gate in the second period, um, using a 17 to three shot advantage differential to, to get, to get the, to get the win, um, to help, to help them get one step closer to a win. And then getting those, those, uh, two goals, including another power play goal by, uh, Sam Reinhardt, who finds himself right in front of the net. Um, and then 13 power play goals for Sam Reinhardt just continue to be that past in front of the net. Um, almost, 30 goals for the first time in his career um, and against his former team too. So that is, uh, that's incredible. And of course, um, Rasmus Dahlin, who's, uh, who's been a little bit of a pest for the Florida Panthers uh, this whole week. We saw that elbow with, against Sam Bennett just on Sunday. Um, and Sam Bennett didn't like it. That, that was something that wasn't called. Sam Bennett took exception um, later into the game and then it carried, it boiled over. Of course, it was less than a week um, since these, two teams 
uh, last played each other. So it's not a surprise that um, the Panthers and the Sabres went after each other. And, and then when um, the beauty of it all was when the Florida Panthers were working it around uh, Barkov with a Selkie trophy performance in this one, um, creating a steal in the Buffalo zone and then get um, getting it to Huberto back to Barkov and then to Bennett right in front of the net just made it so much sweeter because the person who was supposed to be uh, keeping ground on Sam Bennett was Rasmus Dahlin and he was uh, on, on the ice uh, unable to get up and um, Sam Bennett was just right in front of the crease. No, nobody, nobody had a stick in front of him to check the, the puck out or even deflect the pass. And then Barkov just uh, squeezes, squeezes in the, the pass and then Bennett goes in for the game winner. And then, uh, after the game, of course, uh, tempers flare between uh, Sam Bennett and Rasmus Dahlin. I mean, this is this was the final matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Buffalo Sabres. The Florida Panthers um, sweep the season series uh, between Buffalo, including two comebacks. But just that that intensity of uh, and uh, tempers flaring between uh, Rasmus Dahlin and uh, Sam Bennett is just uh, th- this is why we watch the sport, and this is why uh, we love um, we love. Um, we love this kind of uh, uh, back and forth between uh, two 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 players. And Rasmus Dahlin, let's not forget, he uh, was a little bit of a pest to Austin Matthews, and Austin Matthews lost his school where he cross-checked them to the neck and got a two-game suspension out of it. Um, so two number one overall picks going at it with each other. And then um, Rasmus Dahlin got the best of uh, Austin Matthews emotionally on that one. So... Um, Good for Sam Bennett that he didn't cross any lines or he didn't do anything that was uh, suspension worthy too. Because right now uh, Sam Bennett has a little bit of a reputation now with uh, what happened in the playoffs last year and of course what happened earlier this year in January against the Montreal Canadiens um, after um, hitting uh, a Montreal Canadiens player in the in the head on New Year's Day and causing a suspension for him. So um, so credit to Sam Bennett for not losing his cool. And that that wasn't that wasn't going to cost uh, the Florida Panthers uh, anything. Um, we also talk about a little bit of the power play unit. They went with that five forward group the whole time um, in the game against the Buffalo Sabres. Only had their two power play opportunities, and of course, let's put into context that delayed penalty um, that um, on the Hornquist goal. So. Would have been a penalty, but won't doesn't count as a penalty with with a with a goal. So man advantages man man advantages. The Florida Panthers um took advantage um with the Drew goal and the Reinhardt goal, and of course delayed penalty with Patrick Hornquist uh, with his awareness on the ice. And um, we didn't see a single second of Mackenzie Weger on that top uh, power play unit, and we're going to talk about it situationally on what. Andrew Burnett is trying to do uh, with the five forwards and when he's going to go to that 1D. We're going to discuss that more in the second segment of the show where we talk about the win against the Nashville Predators. But first, we're going to tell you all about Athletic Greens. And our next is, partner is a product that I use literally every day, the Athletic Greens. I got a shipment of Athletic Greens and it's something that I use every single day. Just use a scoop of water um, and and it, and you're good for, for with your athletic greens. So, what is this stuff? It's one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, super source superfoods, probiotics, 
adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, and your immune system, your energy, recovery, fitness, focus, and aging. All the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, April 11th. 2022 i'm Ramon velez and we're going to be talking about the second win for the florida panthers on this weekend was a spencer knight start um against nashville was gonna assume that spencer would have gotten to start against buffalo and uh bob would have gone up against um nashville but andrew burnett said otherwise and uh predicting who's gonna start in goal is a uh, is uh you never know what a coach is thinking what his what he goes into looking at going into a game but uh that one was one that i got incorrect uh but uh with uh and and the florida panthers let's not forget that was also a, a place where the florida panthers clinched the playoff spot last year um in their shortened 56 game season spencer knight started spencer knight actually came in relief in that game um, for Sergey Bobrovsky and cl- and shut the door um, where Florida, I believe that was a 7-4 victory on the road um, and they clinched the spot then. So Spencer Knight comes into this game and this was a different type of game. The Florida Panthers at one point um, went nine plus minutes without a shot on goal um, after scoring their, um, their, their first one. And the Nashville Predators were doing a great job just Blocking shots in front of the net, a lot of one and dones for the Florida Panthers, and shots were, um, shot, not a lot of shots on goal for either team. And um, th- this was the type of playoff intensity that the Florida Panthers uh, found themselves in, as Nashville was fighting for their playoff lives, and they still are because Vegas is surging right now. And even though Vegas has a few things to figure out as far as their um, as their roster and fitting under the cap, but still the the Nashville Predators are trying to fight for their playoff lives and then going into an environment like that and still um and still um finding a way. And the first goal, <laughs> another delayed penalty uh that the Florida Panthers uh got where they scored a goal before they could even go on the power play. Duke is uh Duke is knocked down uh and Montour um Finds Verhage in the it, near the slot for the left circle to make it one nothing, and Forzing and Montour were playing a little bit of tic tac toe on that one, and um, Anthony Duclair was just finding breakaways over and over again, and um, and he and drawing that call, and um, on that, if Anthony Duclair would have converted on that breakaway, Spencer Knight would have had an assist because he just dumps the puck and finds uh, Duclair all alone. Um, and really, the Florida Panthers really only made one mistake the whole game. Um, there were three guys towards Spencer's left going to the left side, working um, as the 
Nashville Predators were going working it around the zone. Everybody was just puck watching and uh and um nobody uh nobody finds uh and leaves uh Spencer out to dry um in front of the net and then um Spencer Knight is um unable to uh stop stop the, the goal on uh from Ryan Johansson right in front of the net at five fifty two. And uh the fact that there was a lot, quite a few uh, turnovers in the Panthers zone. Phil Forsberg uh, had five shots on goal in, in, in Saturday's game. Um, a lot of them coming off uh, um, giveaways and takeaways as well. And Forsberg just drawing in towards Spencer Knight and then Spencer Knight stopping him all five times. Uh, There's quite a few where you thought that Phil Forsberg was going to find a way to uh, convert. Um, and Spencer Knight the whole time he was like, nope, not not gonna, you're you're not gonna get one past me. So, um, so yeah, um, though the Florida Panthers the the even in the first two periods, um, the there was a point where when they had their twelve shots on goal, half of them came on the power play, and the during that nine minutes plus span of the Florida Panthers not having a shot on goal. It it was it was to the point where they needed that power play, um, and it all started with that uh, Gudis hit on uh, Nick Cousins, and then Luke Cunning uh, took exception to it, and that really kind of started the Florida Panthers starting to work the puck around, starting to gain more of the offensive zone as well, because they were really doing nothing um, on that one, and and. Also before that too, when um Claudia was cross checked um by Matthias Ekholm as well. So it was that was a that was a good time for the Florida Panthers to really get some um puck movement going and some shots on net because when they were even strength prior prior to that, they weren't really doing anything in front of uh, UC Soros. Um and a- Anton Lindell, um he had a hooking call on Roman Yossi, but uh, made, made up for it on the second goal of the game on a very sharp angle shot um, and uh, to make it 2-1. And Anton Lindell, his pace, um, we talk about point pace a lot on this show, and Anton Lindell missing 15 games and still being on a point pace, which is over 20 for a bottom six player and a player on his uh, rookie in, it, in his rookie season. I mean, just incredible that the the fact that this guy is um doing this in in his in his role and also you got to give credit to the Florida Panthers on their um PK because of course with Radko Gudis um getting a 5 minute misconduct uh fighting Luke Cunning and then um and then Anton Lundell taking that penalty on Ro- uh, Ro- Roman Yossi on the hooking the the Florida Panthers had different PK units on the ice and they were and they were able to uh stop the the Preds um on for Spencer Knight, um, going uh, twenty four of twenty five on this one, and like I said on the top, both goalies Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight had upper gave the other the opposition some opportunities by playing the puck. Um, it worked for Jeff Skinner uh, in the Friday night game against Buffalo, but. Spencer Knight has got to count his lucky stars based on Roman Yossi missing the net right in front of him uh, because that could have been disaster. It could have been, it, and it was like with just a few minutes left 
in the game and it could have easily this could have easily uh been sent to overtime and um and also in the pk unit let's also talk about the pk unit as well in this one uh etzulusterainen that etzulusterainen and the Jonathan Huberto pairing uh for the forwards on the pk it just continues to create shorthanded opportunities the other way i feel like it's every other game where we're seeing those two finding a way to create a breakaway going the other at the other way shorthanded and the florida panthers second in the league in shorthanded goals right behind toronto the florida panthers have 11 of them so um and a little bit um not the best game for someone like ben Sherratt um as well um there was a I, I, I counted at least a few times where uh, Sherratt gave the puck away and then um, left Spencer all alone, but Spencer was able to be that backstop that uh, the Florida Panthers need out of a young goaltender. And Andrew Burnett even spoke about it after the game where he was talking about his confidence in Spencer Knight and said, my confidence has been the same from Spencer Knight from the beginning. And let's not forget that all being sent down, being, being brought back up, um, bringing in Jonas Johansson, um, and then, of course, needing Spencer Knight from the road trip when Bob got hit in the face with the puck. So it's been a lot of up and down, ups and downs, not only in this play, but I can only imagine emotionally for someone like Spencer Knight, it's an, a young player too. Um, and the the Panthers, they 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 found they found they found a way. Um, and they, it's funny because the Panthers, they. Mostly, the the shots say twenty five twenty five, but the Panthers really at 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 one point in the second period they were really starting to control the tempo, just not really getting their 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 shots to the net. And I mean, the the Nashville Predators led that second period in shots on goal eleven to four. Um, excuse me, fourteen eleven. Excuse me. Um, so again, um. Even strength wasn't the best for the Florida Panthers in that in that one as far as um, possession, but the um, but creating some of those power play opportunities really changed and and shifted some of that momentum for the Panthers. The Florida Panthers were also able to get some empty netters um, too in in this one. <laughs> it's funny because they they even even in a two one type of game uh, close, uh, they still find a way to get up to the four goal mark with those two empty netters so uh it helps with their as as far as uh averages as far as uh goals for uh for this florida panthers team and they are just a little uh short when it comes well not short because there's a debate online about how many goals that the florida panthers actually do have and then people arguing about whether their shootout goals uh count according to nhl.com it says goals for are 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 at 302 for the Panthers though. So I'm gonna go off based on what NHL.com says, saying that the Florida Panthers do have, in fact, have 302 goals on the season. So um getting getting past that that mark. So it, it, it so the this team uh consistently finding a way to score big um when needed. And again, two one. Uh the box score will say 4-1, and if people don't click, they're going to say that Panthers um, manhandled the Preds, but this was a playoff-type atmosphere, and this was a playoff-type of game that someone, a, a team like the Panthers needed 
and, and on the road too. Let's not forget they did this on the road, which is the most encouraging uh, part of all of this. And we're not going to get games like this all the time. And I said this on Twitter as well um, that the Panthers aren't going to get um, games like this all the time. And someone replied to me is like saying you need to win all type of games. And I'm saying yes, that's correct. Um, just because I'm saying that you, you you can't score four goals all the time doesn't mean that they're not going to happen as well. Um, but it was a statement type of performance for the, for this team, and it was also a a statement performance for someone like Spencer Knight. Now being back with the Florida Panthers full time since March twelfth, and not going back down, the this kid is uh has been on a great run as of late. I and we're we're starting to have that conversation around the Panthers fan base about who is going to be starting game one, because just a week ago after Terry Borowski got that shutout against Chicago, I was thinking it's his crease, but there's a chance that it might not be his crease. And we're going to discuss that all in the next segment to ask ourselves, is there a goalie controversy going into the postseason? And we're going to discuss that more in the next segment, but first we're going to start tell you all about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.net is your source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And also, today's episode is brought to you by Bill Park. This is the time of year where I've given up on all my New Year resolutions. But not this year. I'm sticking my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, then you're missing out on Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first pre- ever protein-infused marshmallow. Fluffy, marshmallow they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. All Bilt Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down to their magic growth chart and you'll be blown away. At Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, April 11th. By the way, congratulations to 2020 fourth round pick Michael Benning, defenseman for the University of Denver, for winning the national championship. Uh, got two points in their win against uh, Minnesota State. Even got a the go ahead goal at the time. Uh, just as the power play ended for the Denver Pioneers uh, and scoring for for um, Denver on a beautiful one-timer. Uh, so Michael Benning, uh, congratulations to him as uh, as uh, the Denver Pioneers won their ninth national championship in uh, NCAA hockey over Minnesota State on Saturday night. But so goalies, let's talk about it. Uh, Spencer Knight, uh, all those all those times that the Florida Panthers were down um, by. Three plus goals or more. It, those have been all uh, Sergey Bobrovsky starts. Um, some of them, the 
young goaltender has been able to come in relief and shut down the door when needed. Um, a lot of it has is also the team playing a little better with uh, Spencer Knight coming in too. But let's go over a stretch uh, with Sergey Borovsky playing poorly and Sergey Borovsky playing well. I mean, currently, right now, let's call it what it is. Um, Sergey Borovsky's not playing his his best right now, and this is coming off a three star of a month performance. I mean, let's let's just look at the last three. New Jersey goals against six. April April fifth against Toronto goals against four. Versus Buffalo, three. He finished that finishes that game thankfully. Um, but even even some of the ones uh. Prior to the shutout against Chicago, um, four on March 29th, that was the game against Montreal, um, where they had a 4-1 lead. Um, three at Ottawa, one of the three-goal um, three uh, deficits, excuse me, on that one. And then, of course, there was that 16-day um, span that he didn't play prior to that. Three goals prior, uh, March 8th, three. Uh, March 5th, two. There's that shutout against Ottawa at home. So... Started off the month well and ended the month well. So, but and there's also a big stretch, uh, a little bit of a stretch of games too, where he did play well. Um, coming right out of the Olympic break, um, two, two, straight, three straight games, excuse me, where he didn't give up more than two. And it's funny because if you look back also, in, it when when I recorded those episodes, despite Sergey Bobrovsky. Giving up no more than two, some of the and the Florida Panthers weren't giving up a lot of shot attempts um, during those games, and some of those goals that Bob would give up were a little eyebrow raising, to say the least. But even Spencer Knight has had his fair share of lulls when it comes to how he's played. I mean, even overall throughout this bad stretch that Sergey Borovsky's in with giving up three or more, um, the, the overall numbers are still slightly better than Spencer Knight. The save percentage is f- um, five uh, points higher still, and the GAA is uh, lower. Um, even let's talk about, let's even talk a little bit about some of the um, games that uh, Spencer Knight gave up more, more um, multiple goals too. I mean, Toronto gave up four, Montreal gave up three, uh, at Vegas gave up four. Um, at New New York, right before the Olympic break, um, at Calgary, gave up five. So both goalies have had their fair share of, you know, stretches where they've been great, uh, stretches where they've been um, great, um, not so great as well. Um, Spencer Knight was the starter as well uh, in their game in their eight to two loss against um, Ottawa, and of course, uh, context their. That was the start of COVID issues for the Panthers, uh, where the Andrew Burnett didn't pull um, Spencer Knight at the time. So the 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 Panthers and the when it comes to their goalies, they Bobrovsky, I think he's still the starter at the at this point in time. If game one were today, however, I am. Saying that with cautious optimism now, um, I'm aware that the play 
uh, Bobrovsky might not be the best at times. But I think he's still the starter. But his leash is a lot shorter right now. And any bad stretch in the playoffs, Andrew Burnett would have to consider pulling him. And, of course, people listening to this would would think, oh, why why even allow it to get there? Um, why even allow it to get there? Why not just start the kid now? You got to give the veteran the experience and vet, the veteran, the $10 million man, an opportunity to show his worth. And for the most part this season, when you talk about it as a whole, Bobrovsky has been slightly better overall. So, and of course, that, that start that the Panthers had has a lot to do with it. And of course, with a little bit of, um, a little bit of a rut that the, that the goaltender is going through now. But th- this guy just came off the third start of the month, too, with two shutouts. So, again, it's, this is a bad stretch for Bob, I would assume. <laughs> It's hard to get guess goalie goalie matchups for uh for uh games and me me trying to do it again. Um I would hope that he gets the starters crease on Tuesday against Anaheim, assuming that John Gibson is gonna be at the other end for the Anaheim Ducks and see where we go from there. Let's see how good he looks against a, a team that a Western Conference team that just recently got eliminated from playoff contention that is going to uh just try to see what what the Panthers have in their in their goalie tandem and Andrew Burnett if you ask him he's going to say that he's confident in both guys I mean any coach is going to say that of of their guy they're not going to put their goalie under the bus but right now it's still Bobrovsky's crease but it's with cautious I'm saying that with cautious optimism at this point in time and that saying that my mind is free to change um, in the next 10 games based on how Bobrovsky looked. Um, so we'll see. It's a, and I, I would keep definitely a, a big eye on how he's adjusting, how the rebound control as well, whether he's drawing late to his left and right um, on a cross-ice pass as well, um, and whether we can blame certain goals on him, certain ones you can't because of deflections in the net. So we'll we'll talk way, way more about that. And there's 10 games to go and 10 games to figure out what 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 is going to be of this goalie tandem. And we're, we also got 10 games to figure out what the power play is going to look like as well with um, situationally in the second game. Um, they put Mackenzie Weaker on the top power play unit when they had the lead, more like to protect a breakaway going to the other end. So situationally, the the Panthers are doing different types of things and of course messing with their D pairings um to see what they got in the playoffs. And right now this is the time to figure it out. Andrew Burnett was asked whether he wants the playoffs to start now. And he said, Does it really matter whether I want it to start now? He says maybe get in a few more games and and see how the different units gel and then I'll feel comfortable. That's pretty much what Andrew Burnett said. And I kind of like that response from Bruno. And just Honestly, just trying to focus on the now. Let's focus on the now. The the Panthers at 108 points, well in control. Ten games left, two home games. Um, uh, right right before 
um they head to um detroit um which will be a nationally televised uh game so a lot it's an it's an it's a, it's going to be an exciting week for the florida panthers team as they're um con- constantly trying to um get better and get their groove in right before their um the the playoffs so it, it it's going to be an, an interesting week with a lot of rest too because the florida panthers do have a two game game two ga- two day gap in between their tuesday game and their friday game so also a lot of opportunity for this team to get rest as well let's consider that before the playoff grind officially starts so we're going to talk uh, we're we're going to talk about um tuesday's game coming up um matchups um on on uh Tuesday morning, hopefully, to uh, get uh, J.D. Hernandez, the host of Locked On Ducks, onto the show to discuss the, this matchup um, for the Florida Panthers and Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday, 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.